This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 14th of June. In your sport today, the Socceroos make the World Cup the wild finish to the Super Netball regular season. History is made in golf and bite night 2.0. This is your sport today. We're a little bit later than usual today because Australia has qualified for the men's FIFA World Cup in dramatic fashion. It was nil all after full and extra time, so it went to penalties. My nerves are shot. Gabs, how did it all play out? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever shouted so loud. I think last week I'd named my firstborn Aiden. It is now Andrew. I'll get to that a little bit later. Fez, this was a thriller. It took 81 minutes just to get the first shot on target. And the Socceroos, they almost won it in 90 minutes, as is Bayic. And then Aiden Hrustic both went really close. The game, it went to extra time, and that's where Peru started to take control. They hit the post in the second period of extra time and had a few other chances, but they couldn't score. Then Fez Graham Arnold made the biggest move of the match. He brought Andrew Redmayne on for goalkeeper Matt Ryan just before full-time off. Of extra time. So the game went to penalties just like it did in 2005 against Uruguay. Martin Boyle, he missed his first shot, but it didn't matter. Peru, they missed a little bit later in the shootout. So it was 5-4 sudden death Australia in front. Andrew Redmayne, the hero, he saved the final shot. The Socceroos won and they are going to be some celebrations around the country today. All right, Gabs, you need to settle down, mate. Uh, the Socceroos, <laughs> Graham Arnold, they're all in tears after qualifying. This campaign started a while ago, Gabs. Well, that's the thing, Fez. This started all the way back in 2019. Today's game was the 20th one of qualifying. They could have avoided it, really, but remember, they finished third in their group behind Japan and Saudi Arabia. So they had to play that game against the UAE last week, which they won 2 1, which led to today's Intercontinental 1 off playoff. What it means is the Socceroos, they've qualified for the Qatar World Cup. They're going to be in Group D along with France, Tunisia and Denmark. That starts a bit later in the year and plenty of time for us to chill. (laughs) Yeah, Gabs, go and have a lie down, mates. Uh, Coach Graham Arnold says this is the Socceroos' greatest ever achievement having to go through those 20 qualifying matches, 16 of them away from home. Now we have to wait until November for the FIFA World Cup to start but the Socceroos, they're going to be there. Let's go to yesterday's wild finish in the Super Netball season. Gabs, I know you were confused by the percentages <laughs> at the end of it, but the Magpies have made the finals and even some of their players weren't sure at full time. Yeah, I really wish I didn't drop maths back in year 10, Fez. So the Super Netball top four, it came down to the final shot of the final game of the final round of the regular season. You can't make this up. The Magpies, they just needed to beat the Vixens to secure fourth spot. Well, they could also have made it with a narrow loss, but Fez, 
anything else would have seen the New South Wales Swifts finish fourth. Well, after trailing by 10 goals in the third quarter, Collingwood, they were down by just two with a couple of seconds to go. But the Vixens, they had a super shot worth two points, but Mwai Kumwenda, she missed just as the final whistle went. That was her only miss of the game as well. It means the Magpies and the Swifts, they finished equal on points, but because the Magpies had a better goals for and against ratio they got in by just 0.19 percent doesn't get much closer than that <laughs> nope. uh, the magpies will now play the giants in the minor semi-final and the vixens will play the fever in the major semi this weekend there was plenty of footy on over the long weekend but the big story in afl land is western bulldog star bailey smith admitting to taking illicit substances after pictures of him holding a small bag with white powder in it emerged on social media uh gabs what are the details here yeah, so as you said, images of Smith holding illicit substances, they appeared on Saturday and Smith, he's owned up to it immediately. In a statement, he said that he indulged in behaviours in late 2021 of which he was deeply ashamed. He said that his mental health after the grand final loss to the Demons dramatically deteriorated and that he spiralled out of control, which led to some poor decision making. Now, Smith, he's pretty much the definition of a poster boy for the AFL. He's 21, he's got a huge social media following, and he's got lots of endorsement deals. He is likely going to be banned, but he's already serving a two-week suspension for headbutting. Yeah, the Bulldogs, the AFL, and the Players Association are set to hear from Smith today before a punishment is handed down. Let's now touch on some of that footy over the long weekend because there were two big upsets yesterday. Gabs, you're a rugby league man. So let's start with the Bulldogs beating the Eels. Buy me a telescope because I did not see this coming. <laughs> this was 16th against six, and really only diehard Bulldogs fans would have given their team any hope of beating Parramatta. But Fez, this was never really close. 5'8", Matt Burton, he was brilliant. And winger Josh Adokar, he scored a hat-trick of tries in the 34-4 win. It's also just the third time in four years that the Dogs had scored 30 or more points. And the win, it moves them off the bottom of the ladder. The other upset of the day was the Magpies. They beat the Demons at the MCG. Now, Collingwood, they trailed for most of the game, but six goals in the fourth quarter meant they won 82-56 and they're back in in the top eight. Yep, they're inside the top eight. Uh, 76,000 fans were there to watch the Ds lose their third game in a row, and that means they're now second on the ladder. Today's trivia question brought to you by the Footy Live app. Download that for all your AFL scores, news, and stats. When was the last time the reigning premiers lost three matches in a row? Cabs, help us out. Yeah, well, it didn't happen that long ago, and I can tell you Collingwood were also involved. All right, uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. Swedish women's golfer Lynn Grant created a bit of history on the weekend. She smashed a field of women and men, Gabs. Yeah, well, I think smashed might be putting it lightly. <laughs> so 22-year-old Grant, she won at the Scandinavian mixed event yesterday. That was in Sweden by a whopping nine shots. And that makes it the first time that a female golfer has ever won a mixed event on the men's European tour. Now, the event started with 78 men and 78 women playing the same course, but off different tees. And by the start of the final round, 
Grant had a two-shot lead over Aussie Jason Scrivener, but when she birdied five of the first six holes, there was no stopping her from there. After the win, she said that it felt like it was girls against guys all week, and now she hopes that sponsors are going to put some money into the ladies' European tour. Yeah, she says she hopes her win pumps up the women's game a little bit more. Uh, last month, Grant won forty-five grand for winning a tournament in Belgium, but now she's taken four hundred and seventy thousand dollars home. We've spoken a lot about some big boxing fights in Australia recently. Well, now we've seen a bite night in a fight <laughs> over in the States. Uh, this isn't the first time we've seen something like this, Gavs, but this time the biter wasn't punished. Yeah, so the guy's name here is Edgar Berlanga, and he did his best Mike Tyson impression over the <laughs> weekend. He was fighting Alexis Angulo in New York when he tried to bite his ear but ended up nibbling on his neck <laughs> instead. Now, the referee he didn't punish him at the time and actually warned Angulo for punching behind the head. But Langa, he won by unanimous decision and said he was about to go full Mike Tyson on him because Angulo was throwing elbows. Look, it wasn't as dramatic, but it sure did remind me of the time Tyson <laughs> bit off part of Evander Holyfield's ear and then spat it onto the ring floor. Fortunately, didn't make contact mm, quite yeah. like Iron Mike. Uh, that was 25 years ago. The big difference was, of course, that Tyson was disqualified. I've put a link to the video in your episode notes for you to check out. We are running out of show, but before we go, Gabs, there's a big NBA game on today. Yeah, massive. It is game five. The series is locked at 2-2 between the Warriors and the Celtics. We know how important game fives are. That one is on at 11 a.m. on ESPN and KO. Yep, don't book me in for a meeting around that time, Gabs. <laughs> uh, as for today's trivia question, brought to you by the Footy Live app, when was the last time the reigning premiers lost three in a row? Gabs, help us out. Well, it was actually less than 12 months ago. It was the Richmond Tigers. Yep, the Richmond Tigers. They lost four in a row last year to the West Coast, St Kilda, Gold Coast, and then, as you said, Gabs, Collingwood in rounds 13 to 17 last year. All right, that is us done for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Lucy and Martin will be with you tomorrow. I'll catch you then.